Welcome back to The Collective. I am Chance Burles. As you know, we have our good friend, Mr. Sean Taylors, who is Hello. technically to my left right now. I don't know. And we got our good friend, Dre, down there. Mr. Gray Man Dad, he's going to be helping us out, chatting with some stuff as well. Um, but so I had a thought, and I want to dive right into this because I'll forget otherwise. So I was listening to a podcast, and it was one of the Jocko podcasts, and they were talking about team guys not wanting to go to a a therapist and the picture that they were drawing was consistently the same they're always like oh nobody wants to go into the office with the little waterfalls and the couches and nah, 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 nah. and so i started thinking about a question was how do we make therapy palatable how do we make that something that people would seek out and so my first thought was special forces mentality which is tell somebody that in order to be better they need to sort themselves out mentally as well as physically etc 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 and that if they're not doing it well right now they should do it better and a therapist would help them do it just like a trainer etc etc that was my initial thought any percolating thoughts on that from shawnee sure yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so i will say this that um yeah, totally makes sense. I mean, who wants to go into the office with the goofy little waterfall and the, uh, you know, the unicorn music in the background? Mm -hmm. Not me. <laughs> Ever. Yep. <laughs> in my life. <laughs> till the day yep. I die. That's mm -hmm. just not yep. how I'm wired. And that's not how most guys that I know who are in special operations were wired. It's, it's counterproductive to how we're wired. And so... How we are wired, or I'll say this, I'll speak for myself. How I'm wired is I want to always be better. Mm -hmm. It's not that I want to be number one. I just want to be the best version of myself. I want to be my own number one, not only for myself, but for the people around me. I want to be the best version of myself. And so, um, you know, you do whatever it takes to some degree in order to... Mm, be the best version of yourself to be tip of the spear. I mean, you got to make sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I'm going to frame this is in order to be better, sometimes you got to make sacrifices. Now, I'm not going to be hypocritical and say one of the sacrifices you've got to make is go sit down and listen to that goofy waterfall in that goofy office. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, you got to make some sacrifices in the sense of thinking either I got to take a break or I got to slow the pace down or I got to sit down and talk this through with someone else or I got to take a moment to more deeply consider what's going on within me. And we talked about this uh, not too long ago on the Silver Core podcast uh, with Travis where we were um, uh, discussing instinct and and how to uh, get baselines and, and all these various things and, um, and how you should look at yourself internally in order to better understand yourself through the external world. And these are all things that every single human has to do, but even more so special operations because the demands are higher. Mm -hmm. The room for error is smaller. And so it, you, there's not much room for error. You've just got to be like, top notch all the time and if you're not then you've got to do whatever it takes to get back to being top notch so 
if that means you got to sit down and talk with someone, it doesn't have to be in the unicorn office. It can just be sitting down with another dude or literally what I'm doing right now is this. I'm, I'm an ex-special operations guy. I don't want to hang out in the unicorn office, but I don't mind talking with someone. And if someone's got questions about um, how to do things better and they're struggling with that uh, tier one mentality, we'll call it a special operations mentality, if they don't want to talk about it with anyone to get better, don't have to talk. You can just sit down and listen. And this is one of the things that I saw with the collective is one of us will be talking at all times. And the people that are going to be on here talking are going to be cool people. And some of it is going to make sense and going to be helpful to not only tier one guys or tier two guys that are struggling, but any freaking person who's struggling. So you don't have to talk and you don't have to sit next to the waterfall in the unicorn office. You can just hang out here for a while and see what's up. And if you just want to listen and get better, cool. If you want to sit and listen and then ask a question from time to time, cool. If you want to do it via DM, if you want to hit our IG DM, if you want throw a comment down, if you want to hit chance, all of these, you want to hit me, you want to hit Dre, all, you want to hit a guest, hit us up. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're here is to be helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. Dre, you got any points on, uh, on that at all? Yeah, absolutely. So like for myself, I'm part of a group, uh, I believe it's called uh, BC uh, Whiskey Wizards. And uh, for those who aren't familiar uh, with that group, it's it's kind of like a brotherhood where guys uh, are just trying to find you know help. And it doesn't matter whether it's like, hey, I need help moving stuff. Hey, I'm going through uh, something or I'm really excited because I'm going to be a dad for the first time and I don't know what like what that experience is. Can I get some advice or help? The great thing about that uh, group in particular is that there is hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of guys, uh, just willing at a drop of a hat, just ready, like here in British Columbia, just ready to help uh, that individual. And so what I like about the collective is that uh, we have that sort of brotherhood, but it's not a brotherhood because it's not all about men. It's more or less like a tribe, if if that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I like that tribe mentality where it's just like we're gonna we're here to help gather like-minded people who are trying to help better themselves. And so, like to your point, Sean, it's like you don't always have to go into the uh, to the office with the waterfall, the gentle music, and everything. Re- realistically, it's uh, normalizing the fact that hey. Uh, we all got trauma and especially for the tier one, the guys that are, you know, coming out of the military and, you know, just trying to figure out, okay, how do I go back into civilian life? Because I've talked to friends, I've talked to family members who like uh, one of my cousins in the States in just trying to assimilate back into a civilian, you know, a civilian life. It's difficult. Like as you guys have both pointed out, but then finding guys who are willing to talk about it, who have been out for a while and have shared their experience and say, brother, this is the transition that you're going to go through. Like these are the highs that you're going to experience. These are the very, very lows that you're going to experience when you're first getting out. And this is how you deal with it. Because when, 
what I notice is that, and I'm sure you guys have noticed this too, is that um, guys turn to substance abuse when they don't know how to handle those emotions, when they don't know how to handle the PTSD that they've, you know, that they don't, they don't even know that they have, but yeah. they're, they're, they're coming home and they're terrified and they're just trying to find something to uh, basically get them through the next day because they don't know how to fight off those thoughts. They don't know how to fight off those emotions rather than learning how to accept them, live with them. I mean, Sean, you yourself, like you didn't discover that you had uh, PTSD years after you left the service. That's right. right? Yeah. So uh, again, what I love about the collective is the fact that it's all about human betterment. It's, and it's building this community, this tribe, so to speak, and it's very welcoming. And of course, we don't talk about, uh, we don't talk about religion. We don't talk about race. We don't talk about politics. It's all just about self-betterment. Yeah. And I think go, moving forward, like as Sean, you're saying, like having, uh, just having guys reach out to the collective and saying, hey, um, I'm going through this. Like, what are some of the habits or the steps that you take uh, in order to go get through this? Like, yeah. help help educate me. And having guys in the collective share their different thoughts. Like you said, Sean, you know, we, we take what we find applies to us and we leave the rest and we, we use those tools that is that is given to us. And so... What I find is, uh, yeah, again, what we got going on here with the collective is, is fantastic, and yeah. yeah, you guys are awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, Sean's mostly mostly the awesome one here, but the um... oh, I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> so we have. Yeah, I disagree. Uh, I got two points here. First off, Taylor's here, so I'm going to throw him in. Hey, Taylor, what's up? Oh, nice. That's cool. What's going on? Taylor. We got the whole squad going on right hey, now. Hey, buddy, so how are you? We're gonna. We're gonna to toss you into the deep end right now. <laughs> Just jump in. We're gonna not right too deep. deep. Come on, no, don't okay. don't make him flounder. So we're uh, the the thing I got started on right away was I was listening to a podcast earlier and um, they were talking about how team guys don't want to go see the dock because you know no one wants to go into the room with the friggin' waterfalls and all that stuff. And so I started thinking about how do we make it more palatable? How do we make therapy a looked at as a benefit so you're on the you're on the hot seat boom <laughs> what are your thoughts <laughs> uh, i've been thinking about this for a couple of years now and the the main thing and i think i talked talked to you about this a bit before chance is like mm -hmm. um to me the main thing is is mental health needs to go beyond being like a buzzword and the green card and like these little things that we drop and say yeah i checked that box you know and and it was good it was good to see it in the military because I'm out now, but it was good to see it in the military kind of get more prevalent and get more talked about. But still to me, like the thing that was missing is it's not really, to me, it's not really rolled into kind of the routine. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it wasn't really part of the routine in training um, and in operations in a way that, again, was not like, it's a problem, right? Like yeah. you're doing this because it's a problem versus you're doing this because it's preparedness in a way that makes you a better soldier, person, husband, father, whatever, right? More than just like, you know, kind of like someone was saying before, like uh, human betterment, right? That kind of idea yeah. of the holistic approach versus you did an R2MR class. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, 
Mm-hmm. That, that's the way I look at it, but I don't have any data to back it up. I'm still trying to get it implemented with the work I'm doing so that I can see if it, if I can get data to show that this is a, a path to, you know, not only changing the culture, but getting people to face their mental health and face what they're good and not good at in their mental health earlier than when it's like, to me, when most army guys are like, oh, there's a problem. I should probably eventually deal with that. Oh, there's a really big problem. Okay, now maybe I'll take a look at it. Oh, mm-hmm. everyone else is telling me there's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now now I'll actually call someone. That, that's a great point. And that usually, that's the almost the exact sequence that I was just thinking about it as you were going was, we do it physically too, right? Like, ah, my knee kind of hurts on a run. Eh, it's okay, whatever. And then uh, you go on another run. You're like, yeah, my knee kind of hurts a little bit more, but you know, I'm okay. And then one day you're kind of hobbling and maybe you'll go to the MIR, maybe you won't, right? Like there's, we just, we keep pushing it off to the side and it's kind of silly. Uh, we have a- You know why? Here. You know why we do that? Because it's required? No, no. Why Why we push it? No, it's, it's not. Go, That's, go it's it. not required at all unless, yeah. and we talked about this yeah. uh, uh, just the other day, uh, the difference between- operational requirement to push through that and non-operational requirement to push through that and the nuances that relate to those uh, specific decisions so you know it's as i see it it's a cultural issue mm. and it just just as injuries are a cultural issue the mental health aspect is a cultural issue and it kind of goes like this suck it up <laughs> yeah but that's not right that's not right at all it was, I think it was worse in my generation. And I don't, I don't want to say we're worse than you're and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to make those comparisons, to be honest. But I know back in the 80s and 90s, it was diabolical. Mm-hmm. The, the, I mean, the treatment was, um, it wasn't great in respect to normalizing uh, appropriate uh, responses to either mental health challenges or physical health challenges. Uh, but nowadays, the science is out, the word is on the street, and everyone nods their head and, and agrees that we all need to do better in respect to mental health. So how to make it more palatable? Well, again, you've got to change the culture. And so I'm not in the system anymore. I'm not in the forces anymore, obviously. But um, I am I am standing here right now doing what I'm doing for this very reason, trying to make things more palatable. And uh, one of the weird things to me, at least, I I didn't realize it was going to be a thing until I kind of kicked this uh, off a a while ago when I started getting onto the social medias was people were saying to me, wow, dude, you're really making yourself vulnerable for a tier one guy. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what What are you talking about? And, And I heard that so many times that I started to realize that, oh, I guess... I guess that maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's a role that I'm now playing. I guess now I'm the tier one guy who's going to make himself vulnerable on the internet and talk about how we can all do it better. It's not what I wanted to do, but that's kind of what I'm doing because it needs to be done. Got to change the culture out there. And uh, just because someone gets a label like badass or hard ass or ass kicker or whatever, not me, someone else, they get that label. That doesn't mean that you're like a robot. It it just means that you're probably struggling more than other people around you. 
because you're taking on way more load than the average person. And so if anyone needs therapy, it would be the tip of the spear. And if there's any greater reluctance to get therapy, it would be the tip of the spear, <laughs> at least in my day. So I I, it may be the same. And I think it's, again, I think it's a cultural issue that needs to, needs to change. And it's not, I don't see talking about these kind of things as being weak. Actually, I see it as being strong having the courage to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like you, you can kick down as many doors as you want, but if you ain't helping the guy next to you, what's it all yeah. about? So I, I think it's a, a case of changing the culture. I uh, couldn't agree more. We got a, a quick comment that actually lays right into that. And sometimes the mission changes and is about yourself and how you were doing, but the concept of the team still remains. The team accomplishes what the individual can't. I think that's a great point. Anybody got any comments on that? No, well, agree. agree. <laughs> yeah. we, we agree. Absolutely. Because like, uh, again, like what Sean was saying is just normalizing uh, the fact that, hey, everybody struggles, right? And when a brother's down, it's like, what do we always do? doesn't matter if you're in the military or not. You, you pick them up because – what we're finding more and more now is that like the demonization of men and it's like, well, if men uh, are like, if men are being demonized and we're not finding that support, just finding a brotherhood or a tribe that we can, uh, that we can go to get that kind of community help. Just, mm -hmm. it, it, it brings us, it brings us up. We're, we're less likely to have those, suicidal tendencies or go into that depressive state where we turn to substance abuse. And even then when like things come up where it, substance abuse becomes a thing, it, it, only, it only takes a few brothers or even one brother to, you know, pull you, you know, by, by your collar and say, what the hell are you doing? Get your head out of your ass. You know, you, you're better than this. I've known you for how many years or how long it's like, when you get a brother that's, you know, in the fight with you, that wants to see you do better, it and hold you accountable, kind of like how you were back, you know, in the military. You you kind of wake up to that thought. It's like, man, you're right. Like I, I need to I need to focus, and um, yeah, it it it's one of those things that that you're. We just need to have more brotherhood. We need to. We need to have, uh, or not brotherhood, we just need to share a lot more. And when I, I, I you see guys this. struggle, yeah. Not only do we need to share uh, and, and commune and all of that good stuff, mm -hmm. we need to freaking hold each other accountable. Yeah. I do, every day. If someone hits me up in my DMs and, and has a story and and they need some help or I can help them or whatever the case is, it's not a one-way street, man. I don't, I don't like pour myself into a person and then say, good luck. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I freaking hold them accountable. You want to hit me up? It's a two-way street now. I'm, I'm kind of like, now I'm in coach mode. So I'm going to do whatever I can for that dude, but he's also going to do things for me. I'm going to hold yeah. him accountable. He's going to execute against tasks. He's going to have things to do. He's going to have to get himself squared away. 
in a timely fashion. Not like tomorrow, not the day after, but I'm going to coach him. And and it's not going to be easy peasy lemon squeezy, but it's not going to be hellacious either. There's going to be a pace and you're going to have to execute against it because it's not going to be contact me every day to whine and moan and bitch. Yep. And I know that everyone needs to do that from time to time, but at the other end of it is now you're accountable. Let's sort it out and get after it and, and fix this problem. Yeah. Couldn't agree 100%. more. It's actually a, a great segue here onto uh, another point that I really wanted to make or really wanted to talk about, which is passing on the knowledge. And a lot of it is, you know, when you're, when somebody is struggling, at least for me, when I'm working with somebody that is, is really struggling, the knowledge that I'm passing on is not anything that they don't know. And all I really do is point out stuff that they already know that they have already acknowledged and have already like, yep. Okay. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, that's right. For instance, I had a, a friend of mine who was not in a great spot. He called me one night and I, you know, it, it was actually very similar to what you were saying, Sean, was that he had called a few nights in a row. And it would have been just like, oh, my life is horrible. Oh, my thing is, this is bad. And oh, and I just was like, man, what have you actually done? And then you start working on knowledge once they actually, uh, once they actually realize that they're not, they're making the choice to do nothing, then you can start passing on knowledge. But there's a, there's a point where they're just whining. So how do you, how do you break, how do you break through that? How do you get, get through the, the wine and into the knowledge. Anybody? Action. It's easy. I mean, anyone who hits me up knows that they're going to get hit with this fact and non-verba. Mm, bam. I'm, I'm plain and simple. And I mean, it's not like I'm, get, I'm not getting all like unit, unit motto kind of, it's, it's not like I'm fanboying out and that's all I can ever say. I mean, that phrase existed a long time ago. Yep. And and you know what the the opposite of deeds, not words, is? Talk is cheap. In fact, talk is worthless. And a lot of people talk, but don't do anything more than mm-hmm. talk. And so it's got no value to me. I, listen, it's a dime a dozen out there for people who talk a lot. And don't do a freaking thing. And it's just become normal that you get to talk a lot and not back it up. You get to talk a lot and not doing anything about it. And and no one is saying, okay, I heard what you said. What did you do about that? Why aren't you getting after it? What did you do about what you just said? There's The accountability part is missing, in my opinion. That's a great point. Taylor or Dre, you got any points on that? Yeah. Um, for myself, it's like, like I've gone through this a few times already where similar situation, someone, you know, reaches out to me for help and they like, I sure I, I will, li- I'll listen to them, bitch. I'll, li- I'll listen to them complain and everything. But like Sean said, you know, I hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. And, but there's only so much times that you can hold this person accountable. Like, and all they continue to do is just bitch and scream. And it's just like, dude, unless you're going to do something about it, I can't help you. 
because only you can make the changes that need to be done, right? Mm-hmm. I'll, li- I'll listen to you bitch and complain probably a few more times, but if you're not going to change your habits, I can't help you. And honestly, uh, like, it- it's not worth my time. Like, I, lo- I love you, but you got to want this more for yourself than I want it for you because it just doesn't make sense if I want it more for you and you don't really want it for yourself. Oh yeah. Right? I'd like to add something to that if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, because absolutely. It, it made me think of uh, what Tim Turner was saying the other day in uh, the live chat that we had over here. And it was in respect to that uh, young sniper who'd shown up to this sniper course. Mm. And, and uh, Tim, of course, being a master sniper was a walker. And uh, both Tim and I have been in the spot of this young buck uh, as a sniper with a walker all around us. And, you know, that uh, young buck was chirping, saying dumb things to a master sniper. And, uh, I mean, that just doesn't fly. And so when when that guy was chirping and uh, Tim kind of looked at him and, and uh, you know, that, that guy shot himself in his own foot and um, and of course didn't make the cut on that course and was never let back on another course as it should be. Cause that, that bonehead burned an extremely valuable spot on an extremely difficult course that is incredibly hard to get on. So, you know, he should have been shamed in that moment and he should have been shamed when he got back to his unit, but whether he was or not, you know, is immaterial. It's what should have happened. Whether it happened or I don't know. Uh, Tim says that he wasn't allowed to come back on the course, and and that's cool. But we talked about in that conversation, I give you three strikes. If if you come up on me and and you're saying all your stuff and and I say, uh, okay, do this, this, and this, and then you come up on me for a second time and and start chirping and you've done nothing, that's your first strike. You get a second strike. And then I give you an eyebrow and then come the third strike. If you blow it on the third strike, I'm bouncing. You're done. Because as I said in that live chat, and I'm going to quote it word for word almost, there's 8 billion people on this planet, man. And I've only got so much time and I'm trying to help as many people as I can. And I cannot pour myself into one guy who refuses to get off his own ass and help himself. It's a two-way street, brother. You got to do your part. You can't come up at my grill and start chirping like all the world's problems are your problems. Now you're my problem. Let's get to let's get to work. But if you don't want to work, bounce. Yep. Anything to add there, Taylor? Off the quiet, <laughs> sitting in the corner. <laughs> no, I love it. I mean, it's it's awesome stuff. This is action is. Action is extremely important when we're talking about trying to make changes in your life. And a lot of people contemplate those actions, contemplate those changes, um, but don't have a motivation, right? So like, I can't remember where I first heard it, but like drive versus motivation is something that once I realized there's a difference, I was like, oh, that's so like, today I feel good. I'm going to go work out. That's motivation, right? Versus I have a goal and I'm relentlessly in pursuit of that goal. And so it doesn't matter if I don't feel good, I'm going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if, if, 
if there was a bit more of that kind of information passed on earlier in people's lives and careers, I think they might have some more of the tools to pick themselves up when they're in those positions because sometimes people can be told all the right things, but, and this is just in my experience, but like they can't pick themselves up because they, they still don't have the tool in their own mind that kind of says, yeah, this is what, this is what you can do about it. Even though they're being told all the right things, maybe by super qualified people. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that helps anybody because to me, it was like, once I realized that motivation isn't enough and motivation is fleeting, it was like, okay, so if you don't really, really want to do something, or if you don't know if you want to do something or not, like those are two different things. And you can only contemplate something so much. And then there's also this concept of like negotiating with yourself, right? And like, how do I set myself up so that I have to negotiate with myself in like the least ways possible? So like, if I, for example, if I like put my workout gear together and just like have it sitting next to the door, then when I get up, it's like pretty hard to say I can't go work out. You know what I mean? It's like, you've kind of left yourself with no other option than to go do that. And to me, like working out is what I come back to because of all the stuff that I've dealt with and the therapy and the different methods I've, I've tried, like that's the cheapest, most consistent thing that I found that helps, right? Is just like, go work out, go, go find the time and do it for yourself. So anyway, that's, those are my thoughts. Absolutely. I'd like to add a little bit more, not giver. Everything that's been said, I've yet to disagree with. It's just that I feel like we can keep building a little bit mm -hmm. deeper, adding a little bit more. I think more well-rounded conversation is always valuable. So one of the things that I was thinking when you were uh, chatting, Taylor, is, uh, and again, specific to this passing on the knowledge. One of the things that I see um, not being successful out there or having very little success out there is someone passing on the knowledge who doesn't use leadership by example. And so let me paint a, a picture. Uh, you're a young buck. You're in the military. You're in your first year. You're standing on the parade square. It's PT. It's morning PT. It's 0530 or whatever the case is. About to head out for that run. And uh, your uh, platoon warrant officer has got you all formed up. You're all in your, uh, you know, your uh, sweatpants of the day. And, uh, and the platoon warrant officer is packing on about an extra 100 pounds. And you know he's not going to go for the run. Mm -hmm. He's only forming you up to say you're all going for a run. And then as soon as the run starts, he's walking. He's bounced. He's not attending. So it's not leadership by example. You only have to yeah. do that for a week as a platoon warrant officer. And all of a sudden, the respect starts slipping. Mm -hmm. And so now you've got a year later, two years later, seven years later, somebody standing in front of you who you absolutely don't respect because he's not walking the talk. Yeah. He's just talking. And so then the passing on the knowledge aspect is now coming from a guy who is only talking instead of walking the knowledge. Mm -hmm. And the respect for that individual diminishes to a degree where at some point, anything that dude's got to say, you don't want to hear it because he's not living what he's saying. Mm -hmm. And so I think the important aspect of passing on the knowledge is also simultaneously or in parallel leading 
the way using the knowledge that you're passing on to the others around you. You can't talk about how to climb a rope if you've never climbed a rope. And you can't just climb a rope once. You've got to demonstrate it through leadership on how to do it the most efficient and effective way possible so that all those around you can see that your words connect to actions and your actions or your deeds create outcomes. Yeah. You know, I just had a thought on that actually <clears throat> is that passing on knowledge is it, it can be active, right? I can teach you something, but what it really is, is that it is a passive skill set. And that if you are passing on knowledge of not doing your job by not acting like you're doing your job and actually um, the example you gave uh, Sean, that actually happened to me. I had a, we were. Dude, we were it's happened there. to everyone yeah. like one bajillion exactly. times. And the funny thing was, is that in that instance, that's what he is passing on. That's what that warrant is passing on is to do as I say, not as I do. Always. And then because of that, that next generation does the same thing. And that next generation does this. And it's like, it's no wonder that we're having an issue in the Canadian forces right now with re retention and all these things, because a lot of that. And that's what we're supposed to be doing here right now, by the way, like exactly. today in yeah. this and yesterday and in tomorrow's is we're supposed to be passing on knowledge, not just through cheap, idle words that don't mean anything because we've never lived it ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be passing on knowledge leadership by example i can't talk about mental health struggles out of a book i mean i i can't be the therapist of the day if i just got out of university yeah i mean i, I i'm just not gonna listen to anyone anyone who still doesn't know how to tie their shoes mm -hmm. that's just the way it is so if someone wants to pass on knowledge to me the first thing I do is look at them and think, who are you? Mm -hmm. And what do you have to back up what you're about to say? Yeah. Uh, we got a couple comments here. Uh, again, not, not awesome comments here. Comments. Uh, the, the difference between getting better and whining is what you do with the help that is given to you. If people hold you accountable and give you help and you do nothing with it, then that's on you. Winter storm 427, <laughs> bringing the heat. Bringing I don't the know. Heat. Like it is winter and we do have storms, but 427 squadron, maybe. I don't know. Just perhaps, but <laughs> could be. Uh, and then he actually threw down, I say he, but that's just a vernacular. It's my bad. They put down uh, another one. Accountability is a key to your success, even when you are hitting setbacks. It doesn't mean you're failing if you're accountable for it. 100%. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Again, Agreed. great. Winter storm 427, gold star. Yep. Commenter of the day, Jack. Right there. <laughs> Someone bring some extra heat because let's let's get a winter storm four twenty seven down one peg. Yeah. Hey, man. Let me ask you guys a question real quick. Hit what it. do you guys do? How do you guys keep yourselves accountable? And and follow up question is, how much of that is based on the people around you, and how much of that is based on what you do on a daily basis? Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. John, you're up. I okay. put you in the big screen. All right. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was in and out. Um, so that's a great question. And um, it, it, it deserves a more fuller uh, answer than just a simple blip. So I'm, uh, this might take me a couple of minutes. So my apologies up front. 
Um, I think that in order to better understand how to do that better, I think it's you've got to look at it a little more granular than just a one-stop shop uh, answer. So by that, I mean like, who are you? How old are you? And what are you doing? Because like if you're 20 and, and you're in year one of the army, my answer is going to be a whole lot different than if you're 59 and you're standing in front of a microphone. And so, you know, the, the answer would be different based on the phase of the life and who that individual is and what they're facing. But I will say this, that the common denominator throughout my life has been, I always hold myself to a high standard and that high standard was taught to me through, through the system, through the military. And, um, and it was taught to me very early in my military career and it was only reinforced the deeper and, and higher up I, I got into the, the military structure uh, that I pursued. And so it was a reinforced thing for me that I always had to do my best. I always had to hard charge. I always had to execute. I had, I had to perform. But uh, along the way, it was also reinforced to me that I've got to, I've got to do it all for my team. So it's my responsibility to be 100%. It's, uh, I'm not a one-man show. I'm just a tiny little piece of the show. And that's why I'm being 100% is so the whole freaking orchestra can crush it. And so um, that's, that's all I know. And, and I know that to be successful. And that's how I run my life now. When I'm, I'm not in, in, this, in this spot right now in front of this microphone for me, I'm in it for the team. And so that's what pushes me. So if I wake up one morning and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, uh, you know, I got to go do this, that, and the other thing, and I got to crush it. And, uh, I don't feel like I got the juice today. What the heck now I got to represent cause leadership by example. So if, if I don't want to talk about something in front of the microphone, okay, whatever, stop moaning, Sean, cause I got a higher, I got a higher responsibility. I got to do it for the team. Mm -hmm. So if you can't do it for yourself, do it for the team. That would be about as simple a way as I can say it. I hope that makes sense. That, yeah, great. Uh, Dre, you want to add on anything that? Or you got your own uh, yeah. ways to keep yourself accountable? Yeah, well, like uh, I think Sean said the key word, responsibility, right? Or being responsible. Like everybody's different. Myself, I'm responsible to my wife. I'm responsible to my kids. And if... My wife's husband, or if my wife can't depend on me or my kids can't depend on daddy to get out of bed, you know, to go to work or to get, you know, lunch ready, get, get them prepared, take them to school, just to do basic things. If, if I'm not responsible enough to go do any of those things, then it's like, oh, I, I'm not accountable. I, I can't be counted on in those times of need. Mm -hmm. So it's a uh, like in every and like I said, everybody's different. Like if, if you're a single guy, it's like, what are your responsibilities, and are they deep enough to to build a, an emo not just an emotional response, but a logical response that like, okay, I need to go take care of this. Like some some single guys, like they go get a dog, and it's just like not a not only do I love this dog, but I'm going to protect this dog and. You know, it's, this dog's my best, my best bud, and I'm going to be responsible for this dog. I'm responsible for training it, and so 
I'm holding myself accountable to make sure that like I'm doing everything I can for my dog in order for me and my dog to find success in whatever that may be, whether it's training together, going out for runs together. Again, finding finding what makes you responsible will help you decide or will help you find out what you're what you can be accountable for. But then mm-hmm. making it strong. And that's I think for me, that's the key thing is like uh making it a strong responsibility like when you become a father when you become a husband you're responsible for this other person when you marry another person you're like i'm responsible to protect you like as a man i'm responsible Mm, to protect you to provide for you i'd like i'd like to challenge you with something (laughs) sure why why do you have to do those things for my own personal virtue there you go why it's something that I, I was born and raised to go do. Like so you were, you were raised that way. Raised in that way. And like, you were not taught to talk to about that. Not, not to talk about like religion, but like I was born and raised Catholic. So like as a ca- practicing Catholic, this is kind of like instilled in you. Like this so, is, so you were raised yeah. that way. Yeah, I was raised and, that and way. That, and that's mm-hmm. a strong pillar within your life. Yeah. And, it, it, and, and is that a, a strong we'll call it a central pillar for, for your entire family. Yeah. And so do your neighbors know that? Whether do, they know it do, or not means no, never mind to me. Like, ah, it, so that, that, that good. So here yeah. we are to where I wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. So you've got your own internal, uh, we'll call it motivation or discipline set or, or what mm-hmm. guides you as a central theme to, to make you want to, do better for your family and within your household and et cetera. And I dig that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, your neighbor doesn't know why you do it and you don't mm-hmm. have to talk about religion and, and these kind of things, but yeah. your neighbor doesn't know how to do it. So now how mm-hmm. do you explain to your neighbor how to do it? I would say it, it's helping them discover their internal compass. Mm, so like if it. they don't have, if they don't have religion, which you don't have to have religion, right? Like, but it's, helping them find their internal compass. And so how would you, you put know, that across to them? Like, how would you say, you know, the bro leans across the fence and he says, Hey, Dre, I'm super struggling, man. How, how, how do you keep it all together? Personally, <laughs> prayer and faith, but uh, again, we don't talk about religion here. So, but for someone who, who's not religious, I would say, for for that person, it, again, it's a form of discovery. I, I'd, ha- I'd help them discover, like, what are their foundations? What do they hold valuable to them? Because, like you said, what you hold valuable to yourself, what you consider your pillar, it, it would not necessarily be my pillar or vice versa. That being said, it's like, uh, help them discover what that pillar is. And if they don't have any, if they don't have strong pillars, how can we develop and build foundations for them? So how about right. this? Mm-hmm. Could one of those pillars be like serving the community? And, and I know that, uh, of course, within yeah. faith-based systems, you know, serves the community, of course, but yeah. you don't have to be into religion to serve your community. And one way to serve your community is, is, is actively try to get better at being better so that others around you can see that you can get better in order to start growing people into a be better 
movement so that yeah. it self-reinforces itself. It builds some momentum so that we can all just see we can all do freaking better. I mean, yeah. lead by example by doing better. And, and how to put that across to someone or everyone or put it across to the guy who's on the other side of the fence as a neighbor. I mean, there's many different ways that you can do it, but centrally as a theme, I see that as being pretty critical for anyone to, or as a group or as a community or as a nation or as a world to move further ahead. We got, we just, we got to start inspiring each other to do better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a great couple comments here that actually kind of fall in here. Uh, and this one, first off, is I have a great friend and we hold each other accountable, especially for our health and wellness. Every year we find something we want to do to set a goal and a plan of getting there and away we go. So this year is a half marathon, then backpacking, the Skyline Trail and Jasper, both 53. We still get after it. And when we falter, we use constructive criticism to keep and then each other going. There we go. I dig that. So, ARC. If you're going to be in Jasper, you got to hit me up with a DM. I got a good buddy, uh, Andrew Bovard, who's been living in Jasper forever. He's an athlete that I coach for about 10 years. He's a rad dude. And uh, he'll totally square you away for the Jasper. And uh, other than that, I'm a big fan of uh, people setting goals like that. And, uh, and, and I would give that response. I was thinking of giving mm -hmm. it a gold star but I'm only going to give it a silver star and here's why anyone, anyone have any guesses? Uh, well, it relies on somebody else. No, it relies on going out to operation Pegasus jump. Boom. Gold star. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Just teasing uh, RC, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So we got, uh, and we got more. This is the, like, the, I'm, I'm, it's actually pretty cool. We got some pretty solid comments here. We got Eric Lister says on the accountability front, and this relates to mental health, palatable therapy, uh, developing a practice like cold exposure can really help a person a hundred percent. And it's not just cold exposure, but it, it is suffering and not, not bad suffering, not like just going to go, you know, stab yourself in the hand or something. It, it's about, you know, I, I work out outside where people can see you, right. You, you, you are, the example, as we were talking about earlier, passing on the knowledge, it is what you are actually doing that will uh, uh, that will really show people what is possible. And then it carries on. Building accountability is cumulative. That's a great point. It's really hard to get into and sit in that river in the middle of winter, but you get stronger every time you do it. It is a challenge you can overcome every day and get better at it. It's actually a three-phase challenge. Go for it. Because, um, you know, anyone who's done it or anything similar to it, um, I mean, there's three phases to it. You know, you got to go do it. So that's phase one. Like when you wake up that morning and think, oh man, I got to go sit in a freezing freaking river. So now you got to work on that. Yep. Even as you're driving to it, even as you're like taking off your super comfortable Pathfinder hoodie. <laughs> and so like i mean that's phase one and then phase two is now you're in it and then phase three is oh that was good mm -hmm. i nailed it I, I got that done and then right about the time that you're thinking about check that box you can get on with thinking oh no phase one i've got to go do it tomorrow so it's good man i mean like yeah 
it's it's enough of a arduous process. There's enough shock factor in it. There's enough suckage, but not too much that it's it it's uncomfortable. And so you've got to move through those three phases. And, you know, like I have mentioned before, teasing a little bit about world champion macrame uh, knitters. Uh, you know, like, I mean, if you're if you're heading down the path of being, becoming a world champion macrame uh, person, uh, I'm sure there's phases that you've got to move through. But mm -hmm. there's nothing that will uh, put a finer point on uh, the difference between macrame and suckage as to when you're sitting in a freaking frozen uh, river and wondering what you're doing there. So good on uh, you, Eric, for getting after it. Yeah, 100%. Um, and actually, he carries on. Let me... <laughs> <laughs> uh, for therapy, it takes you to the core of yourself, past your thoughts and emotions, teaches that you are more than those things. Absolutely. And actually, to answer your question, uh, Taylor, my the thing that I do that keeps me accountable is insight. Is being It's that same concept of being able to look within yourself and go, am I holding... Am I doing what I set out to do? Right. And doing that every day. And I do it first thing in the morning. And I'm like, okay, where am I at? What am I doing? How am I feeling? How's my body? How's my mind? How's my blah, blah, blah. And I go through the cycle and then I say, okay, well, then I look at my list of things to do that day. Let's get her done. And I start working on it. Um, <clears throat> and then we have, we got a couple questions. Winter storm 427 is bringing some heat here. We got, <laughs> holy, that, I think, <laughs> I think 427 and Eric are competing. They're going back and forth. So I wonder I got, who the winner will be. I'm going to do one because we got about 10 minutes and change. We'll do one of his questions and then I'll save the second question for tomorrow. I love it. Um, so here it is. If you have learned accountability through the system, how do each of you hold yourself accountable when that same system fails? As in the PT example from Sean. Mm. So who wants to take that first? Actually, you know what? I'm going to put you on the spot, Taylor, because you've, you've been, yeah, I was going to put him on the spot as you've well. Been, you've been nodding. Even if in you the said Sean, you got it. I was like, no, Taylor does. <laughs> so it can, I mean, I think I think the hardest thing about getting out was that I didn't have the same group of people around me, and I didn't have that consistency of like people that would be like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" Like. What, what kind of PT have you done this week? And like, whatever, like just those random questions, not even necessarily like pointed questions, but ones that just kind of went like, check Roger. Like I didn't, I didn't really fucking give it my all this week. And uh, here's that, that person, you, cause we all know that person that's just like, gets after it. And you're like, fuck, okay. Yeah. Um, so you have to find new people in some respects or refine people that, um, you know, are, are helping keep your standards high and that give you something to aspire to in different parts of your life. And, and for me, like I started a business and then I started another business and it's actually surprisingly helped me find some of these people that I'm talking about unintentionally. Um, and, and also for me, it's also like, how can I be of service to those people? Am I actually being of service to those people? Um, and if I'm not, is that usually the reason I'm not is because I'm not putting myself in the position to do that, which means I didn't set myself up for success. And it's, for, it's always, for me, it's always the same gremlins, right? Like, I don't know about you guys, but like, um, old habits, old habits die hard. And for me, like, let's say, um, admin, 
always been really poor at like doing admin really well consistently and, and being really organized with paperwork and stuff. And if I don't, if I notice that if I don't do that a lot, then I really shoot myself on the foot with regards to like seeing certain people more often or being able to, you know, spend time with certain people. So yeah, it comes back to the accountability of, of what, what goals do you set for yourself every day? And then what does that unlock, right? Like not to do the whole disciplines freedom thing, but like really it is kind of legit. It's, it, it's true. <laughs> like if you want to, you know, if you want to take advantage of things that are there, um, you got to fight yourself on some level. Yeah. Agreed on, on the, uh, just a quick note on, uh, maybe I'll, I'll go next since I was just gonna drop this on Taylor. I agree, buddy, you know, like uh, admin that's been my, uh, uh, issue, uh, for the last 25, I've worked for myself for about 25 years now. And so all of that, uh, office nonsense, couldn't care less about it. I'm just more interested in ramming my spear through something. So, uh, you know, I, I hear you loud and clear, but the, the reality is it's gotta be done. Yeah. And, and the reality is it actually makes us better by having to face that nonsense and get her done. I'm a better person for having to do all that nonsense. Uh, it's not that I wanted to do it. It just had to be done. And I'm glad that I did because I'm better at it and pretty comfortable in the process. So just one of those things that suck, but just has to be checked off. Something about discipline, freedom, yada, yada. Um, so on to the question, uh, Winterstorm 427, bring that heat. Holy moly. Uh, on, on my PT example, where I said that, uh, you know, you're, a, you're a young guy and your platoon warrant officer is packing an extra hundred pounds and he's, he's formed up the platoon. He's going to take everyone for a run. Not, he's just going to look at everyone and say, I'll see you back here in an hour and a half as he waddles off. And so the system if you're learning your accountability through the system, but, but it's broken or the individual who's in front of you is broken or is not representing well, um, what do you do? Well, you do what I did when I faced those kind of situations. I looked to my left and right and we shrugged our shoulders, shook our heads at the clown who just waddled off and we did our jobs. We represented, we got after it. So we banged out that run. And if there was no one leading us, we led ourselves. And not just led ourselves blindly, but we led ourselves as an organism that was cooperating together on our left and rights. And so anytime that I was struggling where I needed leadership and there's no one there to lead me or us, we just figured it out. We held ourselves accountable because because of the team we held ourselves accountable to the team and even if we were flailing a little bit individually as a united organism or as a team we still got it done now it may not have been optimal but it was still notable and that's all that counts is every day you just chip away get the job done and over a period of year or two or ten you can look back on your body of work and think, I did learn a few things and I did get some things done. And I do understand that there's different ways to skin a cat. And so, you know, you can hold yourself accountable. You can hold yourself accountable based on 
not letting the guy in front of you wear you down because of his nonsense, or you can hold yourself accountable based on the team around you just trying to do your part on their behalf. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. Correct. The, um, we have Dre, you got any points on, uh, I can't add anything to that. You guys kind of nailed it on the head. Um, but let's go into the second question because, uh, I'm kind of curious what that second question is. Okay. If you, if you, are you guys good with that, we got some time. We'll uh, jump into the second question. I'd say if it's a short one yet, yeah, cause I see about three and a half minutes left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to push it into, into uh, tomorrow's. Because oh, into tomorrow. Okay. Let me refine the question time. for you, Dre. <laughs> uh, not uh, the system that is failing you all around you, but how are you failing yourself and your own accountability? Mm. Feel feel free to grab the fire extinguisher. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in the heat. Uh, for me, uh, how I'm failing. Um, my accountability would be when I don't stick to my schedules. So like, I'll be honest right now, I'm very behind on a lot of filming and really I shouldn't be on here, but I really want to go join you guys on, on the collective. I should actually be doing I'm more filming, but yeah. yeah. Uh, regardless, um, I am behind on some of the projects that I want to go get done and some of the uh, content that I'm trying to create. And so when I'm not sticking to the schedule, you know, otherworldly things happen and it shouldn't be an excuse like Christmas, like New Year's and time with the family and stuff. It's, it, it, it takes away from me. And so like, I need to kind of make up with it by sacrificing sleep, for example, like I'm not getting as much sleep. And so then the decline in my work happens. And so it's not as, as good. So just trying to find that balance. But for me, it's, finding a routine, having a schedule, sticking to it. And no matter what, you just stick to it because you know that it's going to lead to your success. Do you mind if I ask you another, not challenging question, but a refining question this time? Mm -hmm. It's, uh, do you, do you think that, um, there's some slippage based on the fact that, um, you've got everything optimized and, you have everything correctly prioritized or do you think that you have room for improvement on your prioritization of tasks? I have room for yeah, prior, prioritization of tasks. Cause like, yeah, I, I'm still trying to be a dad full time. I'm still trying to be a content creator full time. And unfortunately due to my wife's uh, declining health, it, there's not really much that I can do, but you know, just try to be all thing, everything at all at all times right <laughs> so. so so when most guys struggle with these kind of things and mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that you your your life is easy that's absolutely not what i'm saying i, I don't think mm-hmm. anyone's life is that easy um but usually when there's slippage and a guy is bummed out because of the slippage it's usually because they haven't shifted their priorities in order yeah. to remove some of that bummer out of their life And so let me just throw something at you super quick. Um, Shifting your priorities isn't carved in stone. Like you can just shift your priorities today. Like just this, Mm -hmm. this afternoon. Yeah. Randomly scramble your priorities so that you can throw something to the top, bang out an extra 3% on it, and then end the day thinking, hey, 
I got that done. I mean, life should feel like you're accomplishing things. And, and, and it should be things that you're accomplishing against a list of your own choosing. And so to prioritize properly, the, the stuff that's the most important should be at the top. But sometimes that stuff that's, that's, that you've made super important at the top is so freaking massive that you don't see any gain on it. You don't see any forward momentum on it. It's a Titanic's worth of workload. And you're, you're just walking up the gangplank. And so, you know, that those kind of priorities, sometimes just, just juggle it. Throw something else up at the top that you can crack out a few percents on it and end the day thinking, check. Mm-hmm. That's a great, great, great point. The uh, so we're we're just over an hour right now, almost forty five seconds in. Um, but I wanted to first off thank everyone for for being here, Taylor, Dre, Sean, me. Thank you all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on top of that, I want to thank everybody um, for the comments and the questions. And being a part of the collective, because that's what it's all about. We got a couple in the bank for tomorrow. So Winter Storm 427 will be getting to you tomorrow. Your second winner, question. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Right. But we also have uh, Jenny Mac 222. You, we didn't, I didn't put her uh, question up there, but we got a couple here. So we're going to jump in on those tomorrow. What is going well. on? It's like are, people are. Are things actually. Gr- Do, does this even work? Is this how it's supposed to work? <laughs> I, I think it might be the design in which we were kind of create. Well, that's just my thought, but Let's I do see really where it appreciate goes. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, so if you're, uh, if I didn't get your question today, we will get to it tomorrow. If you have any other questions, shoot, again, as Sean said in the beginning, shoot us a message, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on the YouTube here, hit us up on whatever. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and oh, don't forget, like, subscribe, hit the little notification bell thing, all that good stuff. Smash that button. Smash Don't actually, just, it's a light I don't click even on know what that mouse. means. Like, it's just it's what my it's kids It's a little, say. like, click. That's all it's it what is. what the kids smashing. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> if you're smashing stuff on your computer, I don't know if your computer's going to survive very long. <laughs> but uh, I do really appreciate everybody for uh, commenting, questions, and being a part of this. We had... Uh, we had quite a few people actually watch through the whole thing, which is fantastic. So, wow, it's happening, man! It's happening. <laughs> hey, boys, uh, Dre and Taylor. Yes. Um, thanks for joining us, and mm-hmm. and I don't mean that lightly. It's not like a yeah. Oh, check that box. <laughs> I said it. I, I'm legit saying it for reals. Thanks for joining us, and here's why: because this is what it's all about for me: is sharing time with cool people. And, and it's not only that, it's also, um, I wouldn't enjoy it as much if there weren't cool people to chat with and see where it goes. Cause like, I don't have an agenda and I've got about another 500 odd of these to go this year. So bring it boys. I love it. Thanks for showing up. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's absolutely hard to chat with you guys. Anytime. Honestly, open invites. If you guys want to jump on, we're going to be doing this every day. So as best as we can, and we'll get you in here. It'll be Come good. Come join the Fonzie gang. Yeah, man. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool gang. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, uh, Chance and Sean and Taylor, of course. Thanks for having me on. I really do appreciate it. And yeah, I look forward to working with you guys more. Beauty. Yeah, nice Groovy. to meet you guys. Groovy.
All right. We'll see y'all tomorrow.